In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The first week we remembered St. Thomas who declared about Jesus Christ, my Lord and my God. The second week we heard our Savior declare and say, I am the bread of life. The third week we heard him say in that story last week, in that story of the Samaritan woman, we heard him say, I am, meaning I am the God of the Old Testament. We heard him say, I am the Christ and I will give you living water. And today, today we hear him say to us, I am the light of the world. In Psalm 36 verse 9, the psalmist writes, in your light do we see light. And this is a prayer that we repeat in our evening compline prayer when we say graciously accord, O Lord, uh, to keep us this night without sin. We say, in your light we see light. And St. John declares in his first epistle, God is light. God is light. But do then we, do we worship anything that gives off light? Do we worship the sun? Of course not. Do we worship a firefly? Of course not. Uh, he's not that kind of light. Said another way, Thomas Edison, when he invented the light bulb, did not harness God. He did not harness God. So what deep meditation can we take away from this very intriguing verse, this verse that almost summarizes our faith, in your light do we see light. Where is that taken from? God, yes. It's taken from Psalm 36, verse 9. In your light we see light. I want you, if you were paying attention today in the baptism, to remember all the times we heard that word light, and we heard that image of light and enlightenment and illumination. When we say God is light, and Jesus Christ is the light of the world, we can't just say, oh, this isn't a very important image or meditation for me. i much rather meditate on something else like God is Savior, God is the Good Shepherd, God is love. This, this image is very important. And one of the Protestant theologians named Paul Tillich, he says, it is the task, it is the task, it is the work of each generation of the church to re-examine the images and the metaphors that have been bequeathed or given to it by the Bible and by Christian tradition with a view toward finding those images and those metaphors which serve again as a bearer, as something that carries the Word of God even though the culture that originally produced them no longer lives. The culture that produced this idea of light as being very important is no longer with us. We, we take for granted the light. We take for granted the idea that we have light. We think, I don't know when the last time you had an electrical storm where you had no light in your house towards the evening or you're waking up and there's just no light in your room because of the sun is not out. Of course, we, we flick on a switch and we have light. But back in the day, this was not the case. Back in the day, you know, even, and we're not talking that very long ago, just electricity, the, the pleasures of electricity that were given to us. 
So the idea that light, and light is so important, light from it we get, um, we get a source of heat, light gives us uh, our food because we can cook it under the source of light, and of course light is how we see. And I think we spoke about light maybe in the Bible study or maybe in one of our sermons that when we're in darkness and we cannot see, nothing has value. I can be holding on to a piece of gold and I can be holding on to a regular rock. I don't know because it's in the dark. I'm in the dark and I cannot see the value of that which I, I possess in my hand. So Paul uh, Tillich, he also went on and he said, Sym symbols cannot be replaced. They must be interpreted as long as possible. And a theologian or any of us cannot just say and judge that this symbol no longer is alive but is a dead symbol. But we must in our consciousness, together through the liturgy, through personal devotion, through preaching, through teaching, through our activities in the church, toward the world, toward the world we must contemplate the image again. And why I'm bringing this up to you is because we can't just take this image outside of our church. It doesn't make sense and say it doesn't make sense anymore. We need a new image or it is irrelevant. We need to contemplate this image and understand its application in our life. Saint Athanasius loved this verse. What's this verse? Psalm 36 verse 9. In your light, we see light. He saw in it, this verse, he saw in it that in Christ, as the light from God, we as people, by revelation, could see God as light. Because Christ is the radiance of the Father, co-equal or equal with God as light. You know, in the creed when we say, light from light, what does that mean? Light from light. If I take a candle, here we have a light, and now I light a candle. Can we say which candle is giving off more heat? Can we say which light is older? Can we say which light is more powerful, even though this is higher, the same fire will burn you? Light from light means equal. And so when St. Athanasius meditates on this verse, in your light we see light, He's saying that the light of Christ is coming from the light of God. In the light of Christ, we see the light of God. And even before St. John wrote about God as light, St. Paul wrote in Hebrews about Christ being light. In Hebrews 1, 1 to 3, he says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, through whom He has made the worlds, who, He says in verse 3, who being the brightness, the radiance of God's glory, and the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the power of His word, when He made, made by Himself, when He by, had by Himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand, of the majesty on high. So now, when we declare, in your light do we see light, we're confessing our faith in God, who has revealed Himself in Jesus Christ. 
in your light, we see light, we're confessing our faith in God, who, is, um, who has revealed Himself in Jesus Christ. And we're confessing that He is the light of the world, Jesus Christ is the light of the world, and He is the radiance of God the Father. He is the light of God the Father. To declare our faith in Jesus Christ by saying, in your light do we see light, is also to confess that we have received this divine reality. We are saying, we see the light. We see light. In your light, we see light. Right? It's one thing to have the light shining on us, and it's another thing for us to open our eyes and to accept it. And for St. Athanasius, it was just as foolish for him, for someone to say, I don't believe in the light of God, as someone who says, I don't believe in the sun, when it hides its rays behind a cloud. He says, that's how foolish it is not to believe in God. We are saying we see the light, and this is a very small summary of receiving the gift of salvation granted to us in Christ. Christ came into the darkness of this world to reveal to us the radiance of the Father. We can describe this gift in two ways given to us by Christ. We can describe it as salvation, and we can describe it as illumination, as enlightenment, as we see the light, we see light. So salvation proceeds from the Savior, our Savior Jesus Christ, just as light proceeds uh, or illumination proceeds from light. No one can say that they don't feel the illumination of this light unless they're closing their eyes. And the salvation that's been given to us is given to us just as freely and with as much accessibility as the light that comes from the sun, from the candles, from these lights in this room. Now just as baptism transforms us, takes away the old person, puts on the new person, so too does the light which is within us transform us. The light transforms us so that our actions and our life conform to the light of Christ and we become more like Christ. When we walk as children of the light, it is as if we have lit our lives with a candle and that candle, we've taken that light from the light of Christ. Just like I lit a candle from that original candle on the altar, so too when we walk in the light of Christ, we are walking in the same way. In the light of Christ that He has shined upon us and in us and through us. St. Paul writes in Saint, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, back when He created the world, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God ordered light to be created in the beginning of the world, and He orders light to be within us as well. Through our baptism, He transforms us. In the fraction prayer that we'll be praying today to the Son, we say and we will pray together and we say, May the illumination of your knowledge shine upon us that we may shine 
with your living image. That we may shine with your living image. Not dead image, living image. With all these words, with all that we've said, remind yourselves that you were created to shine with the light of Christ. That you were created not for whatever job that you're doing or whatever tasks you do on the day to day. Whatever you spend most of your time with, remember that you were created to shine with the light of Christ. And that we must draw near to Him. We draw near to Him through our prayers, through our meditations, through reading scripture, through meditating on the lives of the saints, through our service, through our partaking of the body and blood, and through many other ways, we draw near to Him so that that fire can be kindled within us. We were not created to blend in this world. We were not created to look like everybody else. But we're created to shine in this world. Let us declare with all of our hearts and with all of our minds, in your light, O Christ, we see the light of God. And let us allow this light, this illumination to transform us. Let us allow our light to shine before men that they may see our good deeds and glorify our Father who is in heaven. Glory be to God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, now and ever and to age of all ages. Amen. Amen.